you on and go. So, hi Bean. Um, you told me that this morning, which is Thursday, I can't remember what date and I don't really care either, uh, that uh, all the voice messages I send normally get mixed up and stuff, which I listen to your voice messages and stuff, and uh, either, uh, either I'm right, and uh, you love the like me leaving my face and talking about like my school day and stuff, or it's something completely else. I'll try and get the thing fixed with hopefully the help of Dadbean. I need to get Dadbean to more or less hack to get Snapchat working on my phone. Because this is... Uh, I'd rather talk to Bean. I told you that I'm not getting much sleep anymore because... Uh, I don't know. I think it's because if the more I go to sleep earlier, the less sleep I'm going to get because I've already got a whole lot of sleep. So I'm not going to be able to sleep as easily as I can because I'm already... Not that tired, so I'm going to bed really early. Isn't gonna help me much. So that's probably why I'm not going to sleep much. It's also the reason, as it's also happened in primary school as well, where I would go to bed about half nine, be just lying there in bed. That's probably why I got really obsessed with books in primary school because I would just sit and read all night. I remember <laughs> I had to take the books off me one night because I <laughs> I wouldn't go to sleep. But I mean, it helped me get to sleep and stuff, I guess. And, um, yeah, that's, that's the story, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know much to say. I'm going to start doing history homework and stuff uh, um, on this podcast, so enjoy that, I guess. Um, there's something about, uh, when I was listening to voice messages, uh, something I loved and you didn't really like, but you said you grew, grew used to it or something. And I'm either concerned with there's politics or history or whatever the hell. I don't know. But anyway, um, I'm doing like a thing with Winston Churchill. Like his background and how it led up to World War Two and death and you know everything like that. And uh, um, the teacher talked about like failures and stuff. Like someone asked, well, what do you feel like doing? And the teacher sat, sat there and was just like, well, I don't think you feel it or anything. And I'm sitting there just like... Remember Galliope? Galliopes were, um, it's basically like a Turkish D-Day, uh, where Churchill was in charge of leading, like, it was, I think it was more Australians than British soldiers up, um, up the Galliope beaches. I, I told you about the Ottomans and stuff before, with uh, Lawrence of Arabia. See if my phone went off, see if my recording stopped. No, it didn't. Thank God. Um, yeah, so Lawrence of Arabia, same thing, same empire with Lawrence of Arabia. On the cliffs of Galilope, uh, the soldiers got landed, the marines and stuff, but the fighting didn't end, okay, until they pushed, like, they're completely off. It's sort of like an island-ish. Like, it's sort of just breaching out, if you know what I mean. Like, it's like a little land bridge and all that, yeah, but it's like an island. So until they pushed the Tur- Turks out of the island, they wouldn't be done fighting. And I don't think Churchill expected it. But as he he thought that as soon as he landed and he captured trenches and castles, he'd be able to just like regroup all the soldiers and prepare for another attack. But uh, he didn't. They didn't stop attacking. Okay, and it was just a three day conquest, and the British got completely defeated, and Churchill got completely ridiculed in Parliament, and that's probably a reason why the previous Prime Minister of Britain during World War Two, Neville Chamberlain. Was put in because you know um since the Galilee campaign in World War One, uh, they didn't trust Churchill with military power, and uh like the only reason Churchill put it in in World War Two is because 
uh, they had nobody else to, that would step up to the job, like not even the opposition party, which is normally Labour, uh, like our left wing party. We've got a right wing dominant and the left wing, I'd say about 48%. And he's sort of study yours because you've, we call ours Conservative and Labour, you just call yours Republicans and Democrats. I think Democrats are like your Labour for me. And conservatives are like Republicans. Uh, the Republican Party is like Donald Trump, if you're looking for an example. And um, yeah, right wing just works for us. Okay, like we had a Labour Prime Minister, I think 70, no, not even 90 years ago, and he, he fucked up our economy. Like our economy just went down the drain. Uh, there's probably another reason. You, you know, after World War Two. British Empire fell, like they gave Canada, Australia and New Zealand and all them, uh, other countries like in Africa, they gave them all their rights back and all that. That's probably the reason why, because they couldn't maintain the economy to uh, hold them all together. So uh, we've been like predominantly just conservative and the conservatives have delivered us some pretty well things. But um, with Brexit and all that shit coming around the corner uh, on the 31st, um, like our leading conservative party, uh, the Tory party, which is also our Prime Minister and has been our Prime Minister for like a long while, like the Tory party. Um, his members, they they don't care about Northern Ireland. They said they would release Northern Ireland if they were allowed to. Like if the Queen wanted them to release Northern Ireland, they would gladly fucking go to the like First Minister, which is backing uh, both, both the opposition and the Tories um, and getting a fuck ton of money out of it. And just say, right, yeah, you can have your land back, don't fucking come to us again. But, um, here's the problem, even if they did do that, uh, like, Republican Ireland, like, the original Ireland, like, Dublin and all them, like, different places, they wouldn't, they don't want us back because there's more religious conflict. Uh, we have, like, an orange party up here, which is just Protestant. Like, you know, there's Catholic and Protestants, and you've got Mormons, I think, over there. Uh, yeah, yeah it's basically like that for us. We've got Catholic and Protestant, and uh, like Republican violence is completely Catholic and Catholic as well. I'd rather not be because I don't know, Prot being a Pro Protest Protestant seems to make more sense than Catholic. Uh, Catholicism hasn't really been, well, updated, I guess. It's like Protestantism is like neo Catholic, neo standing for like uh, updated to sort of modern times and all that. That neo is also used in. Politics as well, like uh, neo fascism, neo Marxism, neo anarchism, all that other sort of shit. Neo liberalism, that's probably something you've heard of. I don't know, I don't know how much you know about politics, but <laughs> I spent about five minutes talking about it. Um, yeah, but talking about that there and stuff. Um, what else could I talk about? I guess I could talk about like Asian Europe because I study a lot of ancient Europe. Um, I don't know much about ancient America except that America is basically just fucking uh, Europe 2.0 and uh, the 2.0 apparently fucking made, doubled, it, doubled its economy. I'll start off with fucking Napoleon, of course. Like, people, some like major historians will just rant on and on and on about uh, Napoleon's great tactics and all that and honestly I don't care much about that. I'd rather admire Napoleon for his strengthening of the French people. He treated every person like they were in the army. And, like, I mean, every single French person, which gave him a lot of discipline. 
subsequent probably led to to his great great uh, army, which then took over basically all of fucking Europe. And uh, what do you know? Russian winter hit in, and uh, Napoleon couldn't get to Russia. And uh, that's basically the turning tide. It's like the Nazis as well. They invaded Russia. Uh, winter came around and they got beat back, and the Nazis ended. Same thing with Napoleon. Uh, invaded Russia. Russia. Russia's winter came along. Uh, Russia beat them back. In the story for that regime. <laughs> I guess Russia's just like a fucking kill switch. Um. Yeah, so, I don't know, yeah, you probably don't know much about it, Napoleon, but after he got beat back to Paris, um, he was exiled to, like, a little island just off, like, the Spanish coast. That's actually a good bit off the Spanish coast. And, um, then he came back, and he landed in, like, the city of Nice, which is just literally, like, a border city between Italy and France. And, um, he was, like, there was cops sent out by, like, the puppet government, but uh, like the cops and all that there um, welcomed him and even like the army and all that there was showed up and they all fucking started like greeting him and all that there and welcomed him and uh, then that led, led to the Battle of Waterloo you may have heard of that okay you may have heard of that just like pick that up from somewhere Waterloo was where um, like basically if uh, Napoleon won this battle uh, he probably would have been able to beat Russia again but uh, if he lost it, then that was him done for completely. And uh, Waterloo was like a little Belgian city, I think. Uh, not even, I don't even think it was a Belgian city. I think it was just a farmhouse called, or like a road or something called Waterloo. And um, basically, uh, the British uh, had already got troops in there and Britain and Prussia, which is like before Germany. Germany was like split, split up into like 60 different states to make it uh, weak, I guess. And Prussia was the strongest one, and probably the state that reunified uh, all of Germany. Prussia's capital was Berlin, like today, and um, you, you know, like Poland, okay? So, Pol it stretched off into Poland and to the border of Russia, like modern day Russia, I think it's actually Belarus. Yeah, no, the uh, modern day Belarus. Okay, it stretched out to that point, okay, and like covered all of northern Poland, and that was all like German Prussian land. And uh, they were they had a strong military themselves. They uh, they were basically like the the weak weaker like Napoleon basically. So the British were fighting. The British were already in Belgium, and the Prussians had to come quickly. And the Prussians weren't even twenty minutes away when the battle started. And uh, like Napoleon was like quick with his ta with his fighting and all, and he get a battle done in a good five minutes. But um, he brought three like of his best generals with him. And it's just like poor timing and um, misinformation or something. Like, no, misinformation and bad timing. Okay, they, they both collided together and uh, that formed the, the, the fucking failure. Uh, one of the biggest mess ups was the, one of the generals of Napoleon uh, thought he saw, saw a breach in the British line and charged every single cavalryman into the thing. But the British formed this thing called a box formation, where every single trip would get into a box sort of form, and uh, they would have like you know the line formation I talked to you about. So I think it was either two or three lines with them all like thing. Um, the bottom line would just like shoot at infantry, top line would shoot at the cavalrymen, and the uh, middle line would have their bayonets fixed, ready to stab any cavalry person who came near, 
and this was very very effective against cavalry because it was built for fucking taking on cavalry <coughs> and uh, he thought he'd seen a breach in their line so he charged them all in the british saw the cavalry come and got into the back formation really quickly and there goes the cavalry um about two minutes later from that time the prussians arrived and napoleon expected to take waterloo and uh, set defensive positions really really quickly and then bomb the prussians which would have yeah, it would have worked because the Prussians didn't have any like anti anti cannon or anti artillery, I guess. So they would have they would have just fallen to the cannon fire. And uh yeah, I guess that. So they after that the Battle of Waterloo, more British forces arrived into Belgium, pushing them back. The Prussians were still there, started arming stuff up more and more and more because they didn't they ended their war with Russia, which means that a whole lot of troops were coming from that side, so lots and lots of troops coming through, and eventually they hit, hit Paris again, and Napoleon was exiled again to the same island and never came back. So that's 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 that. Uh, a good well, Napoleon fell in like seventeenth, eighteenth century. Germany, let's see. Napoleon's fall. On June sixteenth, Napoleon troops defeated the Prussians at the Battle of Ligny. However, two days later, on June 18th, the Battle of Waterloo near Brussels, the French were crushed by the British with assistance from the Prussians on June 22nd, 1815. <coughs> Germany was reunited in reunification, uh, reunified Germany, 19, no, that's the 8th Germany. Shit. <coughs> yeah, so that there happened in it was sometime before the 19th century where the German Empire was formed and that's the uh, Germany that fought in World War One. After World War I, uh, the Weimar Republic, if I'm not wrong in my pronunciation, I've got a cracky voice. <coughs> the Weimar Republic was like a... It's like, you know the way East Germany was socialist and West Germany was capitalist? It belonged to America and East Germany belonged to the Soviet Union. Yeah, the Weimar Republic was basically... Um, France and Britain's version of Germany, and it was all de de uh, democratic, and um, it worked up until the Great Depression, and then the government just kept changing, changing, and changing, and uh, nobody liked this because there was no increase in economy, increase in food production, and it was said like um, if there was a ba basket of money sitting in the middle of the street, someone would take the basket, uh, tip the money out, and take the basket. Because um, German money was so useless and so like priceless, I guess it had no like price at all. And I think <laughs> I think it was one trillion, uh, like even Zimbabwean dollar, which is um, like one trillion Zimbabwean dollars, is worth a single dollar. Uh, to you, yeah, it was basically like that. <sighs> so um, yeah, th that there went on. Uh, and that's probably how the rise of Hitler happened because Hitler promised um, a reunified Germany and the Allies had sort of taken their eye off Germany for a bit because they were focusing on themselves like the Great Depression they still hitting them so they had to take their eye off Germany for a couple of years and uh, that just equaled Germany's build up in military and all that and here comes Hitler uh, the, the biggest fucking uh, take the L in um, World War Two was uh, the Danish. The Danish surrendered in six hours. Um, 
the German ambassador in Copenhagen, which is the Danish capital, uh, gave them a declaration of war. Six hours later, before he got in his plane, the Danish ran after him and gave him direct declaration of surrender. Um, yeah, so get, let me. I'll give you a, like a summed up thing of World War Two. Uh, Pol, um, no, because that's Slovakia, nineteen thirty eight. Poland, nineteen thirty nine. Uh, no, Northern Campaign, which is Norway and the Danish, and a uh, Western Campaign, nineteen forty. Uh, France and Belgium and stuff, and I'm saying a a lot because I'm trying to fucking think. Um, not much happened in nineteen forty one except the North Africa, which is just fighting in Africa. 1942, well, close to the end of 1941, the Operation Barbarossa, which was a German invasion of the Soviet Union. 1942, uh, Soviet Union begins to collapse, collapse a little bit. <clears throat> 1943, uh, Warsaw gets taken by the Soviets. <laughs> um, 1944, D-Day, and the Soviets have pushed them back till, all the way to the border of Germany. Um, nineteen forty five fall of Germany or the Nazi regime. Uh, nineteen forty six the Nuremberg trials, which is just like, uh, trialing Nazis and all that there sort of shit. One of the big <laughs> the, one of the biggest thing that stands out to me is, Hitler's right hand man basically, was um Hermann Göring. He uh, he was like the leader of the Luftwaffe. Uh, uh no, he was leader of the Luftwaffe, which is the Air Force. Um, the German ground control, which is Wehrmacht, well, a lot of the Wehrmacht, anyway, I think it was Eastern Front, he was only in charge of, uh, and then Western Front at the Battle of Berlin. So he's basically the guardian of fucking the, um, Berlin. And uh, I think he had a hand in the Navy as well, like during the Battle of Britain. He had a hand in the Navy to like send his troops over, or, like get U boats or something to ship. To stop shipping boats. Uh, yes, that there happened. Uh, on yeah, and so basically the day before he was uh told he was his execution, which was by hanging. Uh, he hung himself. He hung himself in his cell the day before he was meant to be hung. Think about that. You're about to be hung for serious war crimes, so you just decide to take the easy way out and hang yourself. I don't know if the Allies would feel uh, insulted or would just be like, well, that's another one down. But uh, it would definitely be insulted because that is like spitting in someone's face, okay? If you're told, if you're given the order to execute someone and then they fucking execute themselves, you're going to be like, wait, hold on, bro. What the fuck's this? <laughs> and uh, I've, I've, I've talked about... Uh, complete fucking utter European Nazism in Germany for a good solid twenty minutes. Welcome to, <laughs> to welcome to your fucking boyfriend. Probably don't like this podcast a lot, but you've made it this far, so yeah. Thanks, Bean. I love you. So uh, after fall of Nazi and all that, uh, socialists they began East Germany, West Germany. Soviet Union collapses, na na na, German reunification, ba- uh, Berlin Wall falls, and here we are today. What do we do? America hasn't really had a, that big of a crisis since the fall of the Soviet Union, and uh, Russia kind of has a crisis of its own, 
with a population just above Texas and a, a fucking and, a, and an economy just above fucking Saudi Arabia which is just sand and a couple towns and cattle like yeah no Texas has a bigger fo- the, the state of Texas like the entire state of Texas has a bigger economy than the entire country of Russia the biggest country in the world bruh I mean, like the only the only money the Russians get is from Moscow, and the money goes back into Moscow. So, like, there's not much progress happening in fucking Moscow. So, yeah, that, that's that thing. I talked to you about like uh, if India became a economic superpower, and like how you could do that, and how to make people's lives better and all that. And it's kind of working without the shit shit power nuclear reactor. Like, like India's economy is rising, but like there's still a high energy bill because they've been told to not burn coal, and they're just sort of like, okay, then. So you're gonna have to increase their prices and like electricity and stuff, so they can build power plants and windmills and all that. I mean, how the fuck are you can have like like four hundred wind farm wind farms for one point three billion people. It doesn't much work, does it? And uh, China, China, it was caught sailing from the fucking U.S. Like, so, selective breeding, like, if you take a plant, okay, and, uh, you, like, genetically modify it with, like, whatever the fuck, China just basically said, right, we're gonna send a couple of Asians out, we're gonna let them go to the fucking, whatever farm they want, dig their hands into the ground, pull the seeds out, put them in a package and send them back to us, and China got caught for doing that, and, uh, it's, uh, there's also now a uh, big tension between China and America. But can you really blame Americans? Like, you know the way people say, well, what the fuck was the point in a war? There is a lot of factors to a war, okay? Like, just saying, well, you shouldn't have fought, but you shouldn't have killed people because you dis- disagreed wrong, okay? If they don't fucking do, like, if they steal something from you or kill someone that belongs to you, like the Archduke of fucking whoever, um, and you say, right, I want you to repay me for that, and they don't, and they continue to do this, you're going to get a little bit mad at them, and you're going to like start fucking putting sanctions on them. And then everyone's going to side with them, and then everyone's going to start fucking the First World War, and ruin your entire country, for no fucking reason. Because some Serbian fucking Chad just said, right, I'm going to kill this nigga, okay, and then that happened, and then... Fucking all, the entire Austrian, Austro-Hungarian Empire falls to the fucking Allies, and then we have some fucking shit Jewish thing come up, and now we're here. Shit. Well, what do we do now? It's, it's weird though that not even a hundred years ago we had complete empires controlling the world, and now today we've got like we're getting arrested for saying fuck on the internet. I'm not joking you, some guy, <laughs> some fucking like 15 year old I think he was, uh, I think he like was at this festival or something and like he recorded the entire festival, he didn't like illegally do it but like he said fuck or something in it and uh, the, the company who owned the festival uh, like charged him all and all that and he got arrested for it and it's just sort of like whoa hold the fuck there, he got arrested for saying fuck. It's like, what? 
are we heading towards like a better society or a complete like government controlled society? What are we doing? How many paths do we have? What the fuck? You probably don't need to hear this, but like, I don't know. Okay, I'm doing anything for like my voice, my vocal cords of this produce something. Okay, I have I've disassembled a pain seven times while in this podcast. The spring will come out this time. God damn it. Remind her, oh fuck, I completely broke the pen. Never mind. Anyway. Um, what else can I say? It's only been 25 minutes. I don't know if that's long enough. Like, I'm already, like, long enough ended. But I don't want to end it immediately because this, this is like sort of the time where you really get into the podcast and you don't really want to end anytime soon because it's a good part to like keep listening on and you're probably will end it. Like I mean, half an hour might be too long, uh, and that forty five minutes will definitely be too like, too long. So I don't really know what time to end the podcast at. I might end it like yeah, just half an hour. Still have plenty of time, it's only 10 till 5, so I probably will be able to get it to half an hour. Uh, me and the boys still playing Minecraft and stuff, so I haven't lost any friends yet, I guess. Um, I got invited to a birthday party, which is nice. And I don't really know what else to say, because... I've basically said everything that's happened to me and fucking the history of Europe. And, um, yeah. I just want to say I love you, Bean, okay? I don't know really know how to, like, do any cute sort of voices or anything, you know, like, give you a little bye-bye. Or, like, I love you, or anything like that. I don't really know how to do that, because it doesn't really, I don't think it suits my voice. Like, my, the tone of my voice. Which is either cracking, sort of, not high-pitched, not low-pitched, but, like, more to the low pitch side with good a lot of cracks in it that make it high pitched. I've no idea. And um yeah. I don't know. I just can't wait to it for the day and I see for the past what seven and a half months has it been, yeah. Past seven and a half months there's only been one person I've loved and it's been you. And I really can't imagine the life without you because everything, it feels like everything has revolved around you since the day I've been born. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, okay, like, not like my parents were, everything I've done has to be, go through my parents, it's like, no. It's like, I don't imagine life without you, like, I can't think of anything that happened to me before you. And whenever I do, I always think, well, holy shit, that they're just led up to me meeting you. Like, my best, fr- my primary school best friend not be- being able to go to the same school as me because he didn't do as well in the test, in, like, the transfer test of me, which led to me being a little bit lonely at some nights and uh, going on a menu, which then le- led to me seeing you. It's like Destiny completely fucking pulled us apart, like, not nothing, or pulled us together. Like, there's nothing really else I can say. It's pure luck. It's nothing but luck I can imagine. And I guess dad being too. Him meet, us meeting him was like pure luck only because um he, he 
worked with him a couple of times just because he worked at Verizon and he was good at computers. He, they worked together a lot because, yeah, you know, sort of goes hand in hand, I guess. But I just can't imagine a life without you. I, and I keep thinking of the time we're going to spend together, even when we're 15. And hopefully we'll have met by then. I'm hoping to meet you by before the age of, we're both 14. Maybe when I am 14 or and wait before you're 14. Because that would just be great because then we'd still to both be really awkward teenagers, I guess. Someone to relate to and someone to laugh about problems, I guess. Oh yeah, and I'm thinking of just uh, talking to Kat, Chatch again, and but like talking to her on like our ninth, ninth, eighth maybe eighth anniversary, and uh, saying, "Whoa, I haven't seen you in eight months." <laughs> that, that that's the only reason I'm gonna talk to Chatch. Okay, whoa, I haven't talked to you in eight months. <sighs> also, sorry for like. Well, not really sorry, but I don't know. I've got a really stuffy nose, so if you hear me like doing that there, ah, oh, there's just me like tra sort of trying to clear my nose. I've got a big box of tissues beside me, and it's just not working. What would I be doing without you? Seriously, what would what right now? Okay, if I wasn't talking to you on a podcast, what would I be doing? Would I be good at school? Would I be bad at school? Would I be, would I even be in the house? Would I be out? Would I even be alive, I guess? There's a lot of questions you can't really ask unless you look at a different time zone and whatever. Oh, half an hour. I'll end it soon, okay? Don't want to make it too long and too short or whatever. But, um, yeah, I got plans, okay? I'm thinking of just, like, Making a hamper, I guess. Like, you know, like, there'd be a basket and there's a whole lot of stuff in it. I think you're just, like, remembering everything you love and everything that <laughs> puts a smile on your face. And just putting it in a couple of baskets and just giving it to you. Hoping that it'll make me be a little bit happier. I don't know. And, um, the way, the, the thing you sent me on Instagram as well, the... Hey, let's go on a date and you didn't have enough money and some, something and you told me we could just be sitting in a park swing. I don't I don't. Sitting in a park swing with you would just seem unrealistic to me, almost like it's in a dream. I'm not even joking. It'd be any time with you where it's considered special would just be, I'd be over the fucking moon, like you said. Just even seeing your face. And what you, you told me one time that you thought you wouldn't be good enough for me. I've thought that so many times, okay, Mia? Like, there's been so many times where I've been sitting there just like, well, maybe, maybe, like, I'm not good enough for her because she's way too smart and maybe I'll just end up a failure at school and not able to cope with her intelligence, I guess. And then you feel like I'm, like, too handsome, I guess, for you. Being, I can tell you, you're you're way above my tier, okay? You're way, way, way above my leg, okay? It's a huge catch to even have you 
And I love you with all my heart, alright? You have my heart anyway. I love you, Bean. You know, in the podcast soon, so... Bye, Bean. I love you. Hopefully you'll enjoy this, and if you've listened to all of it, <laughs> try... I don't know, maybe you should, like, if you're going to talk about it, talk a lot about it. But if you're not going to, if you don't want to talk about it, just mention it a couple of times and just don't say much about it. I don't know. But anyway, bye Bean, I love you. See you in a bit, I guess. Bye bye.